Welcome me, welcome you back to another episode of Hashtag Balance, a podcast about navigating the scam that is adulting as a 30 adjacent year old woman living in the Caribbean, trying to find the balance between righteous and ratchet because duality is a thing. Let's name this. So, how are you doing? Oh, it's a very loaded question in these times. It is, but you have to ask those questions because I hashtag care. Um, I'm okay, I guess, trying to hold on. Trying to stay aware, also not be completely bogged down by bullshit. So that's where I'm at nowadays. So I pop it in and out every now and then, reading some relevant information, but not trying to, because I'm an empath, definitely. And everything makes me sad. Honestly, right? For as long as we've been friends, it always blows my mind that you care. Yeah. <laughs> like, when have you get your feelings about things? I'm just like, KB, what the fuck? Like, this is, it don't make no sense, love. Like, really care? I do not give a fuck, like, for real. I don't, but you can hear noises in your background. I'm trying to pop my skincare. I hope it don't pick up. As long as it don't sound like mac and cheese stirring. Madam, I wouldn't be doing those things on this platform. Send it to my OnlyFans link in bio. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. As I am um, talking to you, I'm actually here trying to find this plug for my old laptop to lend to my mother so she could go to her 75th church service for the day. Listen to me. Because you know my aunt was here for like 50, 11 years. And oh, I'm, is she gone? Yes. Oh. Won't God do it. Like, I love her, <laughs> but... <laughs> I love her, but... um. Everything is for a season and a time, and that time had to be over. But yeah, right. You don't ask me how we're doing, but I'm gonna just tell y'all anyway. To quote Cartel, I am not okay, and it's been it's been a whole lot. Apart from COVID, like you, you know, we had our conversation, so you know all the other outside jazz that I've been dealing with that I'm not really ready to talk about on here as yet. But it's starting, things starting to get to me, especially because a lot of things are not making sense. And I guess that's why we are also here to record because for the life of me, I don't understand why in 2020, we still have to be explaining to white people why racism is a bad Like, the fuck? Like... I mean, I don't want to skip ahead and get to that talking point just yet because I still wanted to like open up the episode a bit late. Oh. Keeping with our regular format. The plug this week is Emory Eatery because bad bitches be doing things. <laughs> bad, bad bitches be doing things and feeding the people. Emory can't sponsor this episode though. <laughs> <laughs> you are a hot ass mess. But yes, um, so if y'all niggas ever hungry... And uh, your girlfriend can't cook per the um, discussion on the timeline today. Um, feel free to get y'all some good food from Emory. We're going to put all of the information in the description bar as per our use. So buy things and support the people. Oh. Guys, we trying. Like, it's still, here's the thing. The country opened back. America's on fire. We rioting. We not, not rioting. We protesting here. But you know what is still lurking around the corner? Or a good sis Corona. But I think that she took a breath and she's on vacation. Like she understands. 
I, I don't find, I don't find. I think she understands that right now is not her time. I don't find. I feel like Corona, much like herpes, Hello? is the gift that's going to keep on giving. Madam. Just saying. And you know, more people can relate. Just saying. Madam. So I feel about There is a time and place for everything. And I'm really hoping that Miss Rona is minding her business and she's allowing us to do the things that we need to do without falling victim to her raggedy ways. Because honestly, oh. I've seen on Al's internet. What do you want to discuss? Because I really would like to talk about lack of English and mathematical. So what I'm going to say about... I'm not even addressing homegirl per se because... I was going to say she suffered enough, but she hasn't. But but the TikToks have definitely been doing what they need to do. Oh, God, they're I just, hilarious. I just can't wrap my head around how people generally have the confidence to come on the internet to try to diss people and one-up people. And they really, and I mean this, I don't even mean like her video specifically as in she come talking about mathematical and grammatical and arithmetic. and and lack of English and, and, and who is lack I don't even mean her. I just mean generally the fact that people really come on the internet to stunt and it's like, but we want to know you in real life and your your arithmetic and mathematical physical is not together either. Like it's it's not it's all about lacking self awareness. Self awareness. Because yeah, it's a big theme that, here that has Listen, I know that she recorded that video. I watch it back and say, yes, I finna kill bitches with this one. I hit upload, meaning that she does not have the wherewithal to understand that mathematical is not a word. And she had no business saying, who is lack of English? Like, what does that even mean? But did you not see my tweet? The I only saw on Twitter only had basically the middle part. It didn't have the beginning and the end. It focused on the mathematical and the arithmetic. Uh -huh. It didn't start off with her talking about hi, hi good morning. It's it's what she's called herself. Hey, it's the first me, lady the first lady, and I just want to tell you guys out there when you come online and want to bang on someone, right? It didn't, <laughs> and I thought that she because I thought she meant like sex, but I think she mean like like bully uh, she meant bash right so i was like what so so that's why i saying the clip on twitter only had part so i thought that it was because then i saw our friend mel tweet and said well her man they asked her about her arithmetic or mathematical you know <laughs> before them get it on so I thought <laughs> that it was about sex when i saw the whole video i realized that's how she started and that's how she ended i tweeted and i said girl you could have come and put your pussy on the internet and save yourself the embarrassment because she panned after she talked a bundle of cunt then she came and said upgrade upgrade to to what hooked on phonics i don't know uh, uh, junior english revised i was confused like you could have just come and said look man i look real good look at my pussy because you know that's what we saw and left it out uh, but she but she wanted to let y'all know that she was full of depth she is not just a pretty face and good vagina. She also has saints. That's your problem. Y'all won't keep oppressing the ladies. But yeah, I just, I had a grand laugh. The TikToks are honestly my favorite. Yeah, boy. Um, the, Mr. Williams, 89, I think it was the one that you had sent me. Yeah. He had a tape on his fingers and on his eyes. Like, I hold at that. It was beautiful. It was good to laugh. It felt good to laugh like that, honestly. 
anything else from from um, our good sis owls internet that you would like to discuss? That is lighthearted. I feel like I want to discuss today is Sunday. I don't know when this episode is actually coming out, but it's Sunday the six, the fourteenth. <laughs> Yeah, my mathematical, your mathematical and, arithmetic. and your arithmetic is very lacking. And I like, yeah, I lack of English in 2020. Mm-hmm. But whatever it is, mm-hmm. I don't know where y'all going to get this. But today on the timeline, yet again, niggers were nigging. And niggers were the hard art. That's how I feel in nowadays. Oh, no. Niggers were nigging. You mean about the women that can't cook we can't yeah. we can't do this because then we're going to be here for like 20,000 years. We can't. But I just want to see. I just want to see. It baffles me that men really cannot wrap their head around the fact that it's the system that they created that's now failing them. Because, and I'm like, after this, I don't want you to say anything else because I know we could talk about this all day. I just want to say it. So back in whatever days, the woman stayed home and she cooked and she bore the children and the men went out and they hunted and they gathered whatever that meant for whatever time. They came home and they brought home the literal <laughs> bacon or, you know the bacon bits or whatever it is that your man was working for and everybody did their part then y'all decided these lazy <laughs> bitches is just being the host all day long y'all gotta go work too all right so the women outside and they worked as well work, so work, you work, went to work, work. work. i went to work i also bored each other because you literally can't do that but then i coming home from my job and i'm gonna have the child on my hip and i'm gonna cook you a meal while you kick off your shoes and I was going to say and watch the news but these niggas don't watch no news these niggas don't watch no news Call of Duty or NBA or whatever the hell it is that y'all doing play, now. Um, so, so I have yeah. let's say there are five jobs yeah. or, or let me say six foot, foot, so it's even um, there are six allotted jobs in the household and I the woman I'm doing five and a half of them and you're doing half but y'all are mad mm-hmm. but you see the thing is the thing is, is that men these days don't even pay all the bills because they also want to split the bills in half. You saw, you saw this fella came and was like, all right, but we're talking about cooking and cleaning, but who, who can cut the grass and who can dig up the beds? I never see a nigga cut grass every day in my fucking life unless he's a landscaper. Here's the thing. No shade to Voldemort. It's what we established that we'll be calling him in the last episode, I think. Uh, uh-huh. That's my boo. No shade to him. But unlike my father, he is not a handyman. He literally can't do anything around the house. And that's no shit. I love him just the way he is. So we're going to pay for that shit. Or at least he's going to pay for it. So I'm saying, like, these men don't even have these skills. But that's what I'm saying. And they don't want to pay. Because I think, like, somebody asks me stupid questions sometimes. Like, oh, but you can still need a man to, like, cut grass. Or you can still need a man to do And they just be like, nigga, I already come and offer money for these things. Like, okay. And I what? Oh, like I, I, I taught about how people see that I can cook and tell me that I'm going to make a good wife. And it's like, you, you really don't know me. Like I could be a trash ass woman. I just happen to be able to cook. Yeah. I'm actually, I am a trash person and my back does not, um, arch or anything in a back shop. So don't DM me. My back is just as stiff as it looks. D- the men think that I am going to give them the wickedest slam because I do yoga. And let me not <laughs> like like you I honestly think that people see my online persona and think that being in a relationship with me entails me cooking for them three times a day, like they are at the Hilton or something like that. It's always gonna be a spread. 
And then at the end of the day, when it's time to man, bam, thank you, ma'am. I in here putting my foot behind my head and I doing standing splits on the day and all kind of stuff. And I just there's a time and place for everything and that shit do not happen. It don't happen every day. You don't even get mm -mm. the cooking thing actually is making me laugh because my whole man really has not gotten any food from me since i started a cooking business one and two the times that he did have food from my cooking business do you know what he did but he paid for it and i delivered it to his workplace that's right support my hustle babes i'm saying so oh it's like, like but that's the other thing i i but you see i don't mind cooking but as long as soon as you start to get on like if it is supposed to be a thing and if i don't cook i am a bad person then you're not getting that out of me i'm very sorry but it's not gonna happen anyway we're gonna get say try and that is not what we are here to discuss today we are here to talk about how my black ass life matters and how i am vivi tired of white people like white people are are tiring and draining and these past i think it was three weeks have been i don't want to say i open it because i feel like we already knew but it's mind-boggling because it's so much shit happening and then there are people coming online and still saying shit like all oh, lives matter or they're purposely not grasping like what it is we are trying to say i saw i saw a quote today and i was uh screenshot i think i screenshot it to post maybe tomorrow because i was determined to have a good day today and not think about the atrocities of living on earth but it said i would rather offend my white friends than bury my black friends and i was like <laughs> period poof it's that simple like we're not about to be out here making all these excuses and then the coons on the other side like y'all are doing it wrong i feel like black people have said hey guys I just want to live. I just want to raise my children. I just want to buy some bread and feed the little neglects and live in peace. And white people said, nah, if, if you're not, not suffering, doing yeah. what we need y'all to do, if we are not standing on your backs, then the answer is no. So if we had polite conversation for 400 years, at which point in time is the best time to be like, fuck all of this shit and skin up everything right now it's time for us i feel to behave but we've been skinning up things for years that's the thing all that happens is usually you have like a little round table discussion people are pacified with a little something and then it's swept under the rug and i think the difference between this particular era right now versus all the other times where the police would have killed unarmed black men is that we do not have any distractions. Um, nope. Uh, we don't. Because COVID said, all right, guys, well, in no sports, in no concerts, in no TV, in no, in no nothing. Like, you can't even go outside. You are forced to basically be inside and paying attention to everything that's going on. Because you really and truly can't, you can't avoid it. You can't like go to a fet and pretend that it never happened. You can't have a concert. And then because of the social distancing, you can't even say, all right, well, let's get a couple um, cool black men to come out and have a sit down, like how um, Steve Harvey went play. He talking to Trump and stuff like that. You can't have any of those like little sit down round table discussions because technically they're not allowed. 
So it's just fucking shit up in the street and you have to pay attention to it because if you don't look at it, then what are you going to do? Look at a wall? Do you know what's funny? So I know that a lot of people are on the fence about Dave Chappelle. I personally am a fan. I understand that he's a comedian. I, f I feel like the people who are offended by him have fair reason to be, but at the same time, like that's what comedians do. So end of that discussion but he said he made points were made when he said that um was it last year yes it was last year when those policemen got shot in houston after a bunch of bullshit it was a whole series of events and he was like the only reason that that did not turn into what is happening right now basically is because kobe Bryant was on on tv playing basketball like he literally said that Kobe Bryant literally saved America last year because if not people would have lost their shit but everybody was distracted and it was like you know what it says but this is said. literally what's happening right now like you don't have anything to to change your mind from it like it can be a little bit overwhelming because again it is all you're seeing but that first week to two weeks in the movement was like hella powerful because everybody was like, all right, yeah, nah, be tired of this shit. And I think that <clears throat> the outrage is going to stick a little bit more because everybody is getting called out. In, oh, well, I like your cream. So you might be a little racist, but not so much. Haha. <laughs> so we can stick with it. Like, I, I don't know. I find the gravity of the situation was almost also calling, causing businesses, sorry, to come out and be like, well, we stand with you. And it was almost like a, a marketing tool yep. or like a marketing ploy because it's like, if you don't, it was a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because if you, um, what are the words that I'm looking for? If you stayed silent, it was almost like you are standing on the side of the police. You are like an all lives matter person, but then you don't also want to come out and say all lives matter. Well, not don't want to. You should not come out and say all lives matter because Super. that's also a slap in the face. But then on the other hand, some people are coming out and saying, okay, well, black lives matter and we stand with black lives. And then it's like, okay, well, it's great that you put this post on Instagram, but how are you standing with with these black lives that you say matter and, and the ones that you say that you care about. And then it's crickets again. Yep. Because let's say for the beauty industry, for the beauty industry mainly, let's say you come on, you say you stand with black lives, you you love black lives, and then you scroll down their profile and it is varying shades of milk and on white out. So tell me how. Tell us where. Tell me what you're doing. How you stand with me and you don't even cater to me. Like, that don't make no sense, love. And then other businesses coming out. Oh, I am the type that I honestly was on the fence. I couldn't decide whether I wanted businesses to shut the fuck up or whether I wanted to know that your business is a racist piece of shit. No, girl. Keep I won. Like, listen, I, I won, wanted no, to because you can't get none of my little nigga dollars. But you know how I feel about how people shutting up is free so i was just like i feel like you could keep this to yourself because you had to know that this was not going to work like i i just wonder like, it's, it's almost offensive it's like you have come and offended and and insulted our intelligence because we we've been knowing that you don't give a shit about xyz so you come in now with your cast post is like so you wanted us to definitely cancel you got it 
because you can't you can't because you can't not say anything so they're saying something i'm hoping that people don't have the balls to come up because like before again you were able to make posts like this and say you stand with black lives matter and because we had all the other distractions nobody was really calling you out or even if you were called out you were getting kind of lost in the sauce because so much else was happening but i think that it's at a point where we are fucking fed up and then on top of that <clears throat> almost everybody unemployed anyway so you can do fire me from a job that i don't have it's so, so it's time to it's time to let the chopper sing like i really want to know i've actually been making a couple notes um all the brands and stuff like that that i would have supported in the past and be like all right you cannot get my money anymore it's this sounds bad but to buy from black owned businesses usually me spending more money because they don't have the capacity to subsidize costs or they don't have like big fancy um factories and stuff like that to reduce their overheads but i'm gonna have to suck it up and give the people their money because these big corporations really and truly don't give a fuck about me. I feel that it had a lot to do with how, because, and I, I really, okay. So in the first two weeks when everything was really going down, I was just sitting at home, taking in everything, just trying to gather my thoughts because I had a lot of them. And I told myself, it is the way that you did it because it could have, it could all be fake. Everybody could be faking it, but you know what? It's how you came across. Started off by saying, you know what? We know that in the past we have done X, Y, Z, but we have heard you. Don't pretend like, oh, we have always supported X, Y, Z because you haven't. And we know this, like, it's all about wording. So that's how I'm just like, I, you especially have to cancel these brand now because they didn't even sit and, and think about the best way. You didn't even think about the best way to come and lie to us niggers. You was just like, man, put sign out there. It, got, it can be all right. That's how I feel about it. It's like with actual men. Where it's like, you didn't even take the time to come up with a lie that actually made sense. Yeah, but at this point in time, even if the lie made sense, we still know it's a lie. Fair. I, I just, okay. <clears throat> what has been honestly bothering me a lot this past week is lately financial industry and stuff has been handling this situation. Yes, I have a nine to five. You know, I, I can't build generational wealth with my nine to five per be Simone or whatever, but uh, I technically work for the white man. I always say this, it is what it is. And within my particular industry and some companies adjacent to it, I've been seeing a lot of the messages that have been going out, maybe not from like local branches, but from global and it did not sit with me well at all, to be honest, because it's like, like I said, you can't not say anything, but then you also have to be mindful of what you say. And then even when you say something, you still have to put, open your purse. If, if nothing, open your purse. But I've seen some statements floating around and it's like, okay, we stand with you. We care about you. We care about black lives, whatever, whatever. And then it's statements like, well, so what can we do to help? You fuck you mean what you could do to help? What are you asking people what you could do to help? You know what you can do to help. The internet is free and it's riddled with information. So I feel it's almost like a slap in the face to come and be like, well, what do you need me to do to help you? Because, you know, y'all y'all niggas out in the street complaining. So what's the best way to get y'all to shut up? That's how I feel about it. Because none of these statements came and said, well, we feel, we feel badly about this situation or whatever. 
we stand with you. Here are some of the things that we have done already. What else would you like us to do? How else can we help? It is, well, we feel bad. What do you want me to do? That's what it came across to me. And I, I did not like that at all. It was almost like whoever handles PR said, well, you know, you got to say something. So that's the best that you gave me. Like you said, if you're going to lie to me, at least make me feel a sort of way. And then even if you say like, okay, we stand with you. We don't see that because black people work for you and y'all don't treat us like y'all care so telling the public that you stand with black lives and then when you look at your your corporate structure all upper management white men you might get like an indian in there for a little razzle dazzle because you know indians supposed to be smart you might get a woman here or there you get your token black even better it might be a little token black woman and then that's it you look at mid-management you get a couple blacks in the mix Ooh, diversity and then when you look at the bottom the bottom is really and truly where you have all of your staff black brown people of color that's where you have a lot of them at and then working conditions might be cute like i'm not gonna complain and say that you know i am paid trash or we don't have certain perks but then there are other things that are still oppressive in a sense and like okay, you might be a black person and you'll be up for promotion and they will make you work like twice as hard for another year because you got to prove yourself to the white man that you could do the job and prove to him that you really want it. Whereas Karen could come in and be like, hi guys, oh my God, I'm so ready to work here. Oh my God. And then they're going to be like, oh, she's so full of love and light and passion. Let's give her the manager job and she can, you know, learn how to do what she needs to do on the job. It's shit like that that you experience. So then it's it's a little, what's the word I'm looking for? Give me words. I lack an English right now. Frustrating. It is no, disappointing. It's a hypocritical, hypocriti hypocritical right, to say um, that you care about Black Lives Matter in the public, but then the Black Lives that work with you, you don't, you don't do much for them. It's almost like, well, I gave you a job, so what else? What more do you want from me? Yeah, because know, right now, truly, y'all should be I, doing this shit for free. We should still be whipping you in the fields to get this stuff done. I make this joke all the time. The, the, I, my sister and I have a very inappropriate, um, I guess, little reel of jokes. One of them that we, is very dark. But one, one thing that we say all the time is, you know, slavery gets shit done. Y'all sense the humor real fuck up. It's horrible. But it gets shit done. And wait, people just can't wrap it their head does, around the fact that, like, did. here's the thing. It's over. And, you know, even though technically a lot of jobs are still slavery, it's not actual slavery. So even though the slavery, the pay might be slavery pay, which was, it's nothing in the grand scheme of things. Like, you can't actually just whip us anymore and we just do whatever. Ma'am, were you typing? Sorry. You <laughs> can hear my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I'm very so, I don't have no nails. I'm a chef now, <laughs> ma'am. So I don't have no long ass fingernails, and I'm very upset. You better get some gloves. gloves but there, there, there is so much to like. Okay, and uh, let can we? I, there's so much. So when we bring it home now, because America is one thing. Like, I honestly, as much as I am fully in support of whatever the blacks out there decide that they want to do, that's the honest. I mean. Sorry about it. Very bring it home now is like 
how do we even begin burn because it to at the, the fucking end of the day the burn mindset it, burn it burn it you mean to taco raisin blood hair raisins god have mercy i'm like an english is this an was talking about me lack of english <laughs> to tackle raisins <laughs> I oh, this is to tackle no please no please <laughs> this that you're talking about tackling racism in yeah Barbadian society well according to some people there's no racism here and I'm like just because they're not white people yeah they don't work they don't they they have never been to work niggers in the street. It does not mean that the system, this the very, the very same you beat, system. You, no, you beat, you beat I'm me saying the pocket. very same system are you in place. In and we so indoctrinated that we do not even realize because the fact that there are black people who will really get and argue things about like hair in the workplace and this kind of thing and was tidy was not i can't see yeah but but you see that's what i wanted to talk about too like because the people that are so generous to employ me something i've had arguments with them up to last year i think it was in terms of my dress and we can get there though because we're gonna talk about it but what I was saying earlier, I made a post on my personal Instagram sometime this past week. Well, no, the week can start on Sunday, so last week. And it was basically saying, it, like, racism is so subtle in Barbados, as you said. If people are not paying attention, they may not even realize it. Wherein it's like, okay, you feel it because it's a predominantly black society that it can't exist. But let's say if Barbados had 100 people, 96 of us are black, four people are white. But the wealth distribution, those four white people own like 80% of Barbados. Like, how do you not understand it? How do you not understand it? And then the majority of the people who are at the top of, of management, the people making decisions in the majority of even government and the private sector, a lot of them is two puffs away from slavery. Yep. They literally two puffs away from slavery. A friend of maybe actually had a conversation. I think it was about two weeks ago. It sounds, it sounds very, um, what's the, another word that I'm looking for? Minuscule. Fuck. I really am not using the right words today, but where she was saying that she does not teach her daughter to say yes, please. And no, please. And yes, ma'am. And no, ma'am. And that's like a slavery thing. Like, yes, is a complete sentence. And no, it's a complete sentence. And I never studied it like that before. So you walk in and you're talking like, yes, please. And no, please. Thank you, ma'am. And you chip in almost like if the person like owns you in a sense. And I was hmm. just like, it's just. Understood. Because I've, I've always, I've always had not issue, but I've always like, I say it obviously because that's how we are raised, but I was just used to it. This don't even make no sense. Yes. It does. It's stupid. It is stupid. So then it was just like, you know what? Little things like that are so like woven into our society you don't even realize it and i remember sometimes you would get you ass cut for not saying yes please what the fuck is that like what mm. what really is that like what even are you achieving under the guise of having manners who said that was manners the white man to keep you ass in line and because you technically don't know no better because you get raised by a woman who was raised by a slave you just following suit and you're not really taking time to like, right. You're not really taking time to question certain actions. So like, especially if I can speak personally for like inside my house there, we, my mother and I sometimes have a lot of contention because I question everything. And she was not the type to question anything from her mother. If her mother said it, it was gospel. Therefore she did it. 
So something she comes to me and she tells me to do certain things and I'm like, why? Because because I said so. And I'm like, okay, but no. Yeah, no. Nah. And I always tell her, I was like, hun, some of these things don't make no sense and I'm not doing it. And she's get upset and said that I being disrespectful and they being rude. And it just like, no. That's not what that means. That means I'm thinking for myself. But again, two puffs away from slavery. So what do you really expect? It's 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 just it's a whole lot. But to bring a little more structure, we saw this thingamajig on again on the internet. Some questions that you might have to ask yourself. Oh, found it. 10 questions black people are forced to consider at some point in their life. A seemingly simple thread that severely highlights how racism has impacted the lives of black people globally. So have you pulled it up? I have. Okay. So let us, let us go. And wherever possible, we're going to try to keep this as Beijing as possible because obviously that's our point of reference. So... I don't want to hear none of y'all talking about, oh, that don't happen in Barbados. Yes, the fuck it does. If you go outside, you will see. So the first one is, if I wear my natural hair, will it work against me at this job interview? Tell tell the class how you feel about that one. That has never affected me personally, I don't think, because I have mostly been self-employed. And I work mostly in beauty. So those times were times where it's like, you know, the hair that you have doesn't the longer like expression is expression but what has happened to me that now that i look back at it i find it to be very i don't even know what is the word i applied to intern right out of cosmetology school at a at a salon owned by a black man but he's one of these black people mm-hmm. that really uh he's he, he he's a coon for the lack of a different way to put it. So it was it was yes. me and this Fantastic. other girl interviewing. And you know, we had to do some um mm. technical things like put in curlers and that just little basic stuff that I was learning in cosmetology school. And I basically aced all of that. He literally looked me in my face and said, To be honest, he can see that I have the technical skill, but he's looking for models. And at first I thought that it was about my weight and that was one aspect to it. But then I looked at her and realized he's a black man. He predominantly, he does predominantly Caucasian or Caucasian adjacent hair. Is that kind of salon? And he is looking mm-hmm. for a real, real mm-hmm. token black girl. Mm-hmm. So she was slender, dark, hard in the face, that exotic kind of look. And that's what he wanted. It's almost as if like in, in some cases, like people don't want niggers. And then in some cases, they want like the niggerest of niggers to, to be like, so that, that it's for like entertainment for white people almost. Like, look at, it's almost like, look at him. He's doing nice things. He gave this little black girl a job. Not even, not even just that. I feel like he, like, like, like how, and then, so then I worked, funny enough, I went and I actually got a job with his arch nemesis, who is actually a white man. This is the funniest shit ever. Like one of these days, we can really get into this. I actually then got a job with his arch nemesis, a, an actual Caucasian man. And I realized that they, I don't, it's such a weird thing to, to explain this experience. The white people would come in and they would be so fascinated by 
like everything about your I don't know nigger ways like cause it's like going in a museum a museum yes it was the weirdest thing like she's so well spoken she's so this I could just imagine as much as I was disappointed I didn't get that first job I can imagine cause she left that job maybe like three months and she said she was so uncomfortable because they literally had her on display oh my god yeah. she's gorgeous I love your skin I love your hair Shaniqua Oh my you're goodness. You're a mess. Like, it was, uh, me, you're a mess. You made me do things. This was a salon in Whole Town. And we had a whole expensive ass coffee maker in the back to make coffee. Mm-hmm. That man used to send me with a teacup because the teacups that he had came from Thailand downstairs to the coffee shop downstairs with a teacup from upstairs to get coffee. And it was the weirdest shit that I come downstairs to beg for this coffee for his clients, not for him, not because he let the coffee from downstairs. He buy a coffee maker that he don't use, but he want me to go downstairs and get co- like it was it was all of this performative. I squinting. Yeah, and I was like 18, 19 at the time. I'm so it's like you just I guess happy for a job, but I looking back like, man, what the actual fuck? But for me, the natural hair thing, well, I've experienced that a lot, to be honest. And one of the, but everybody that knows me in real life know that I stay in full locks. Like full locks is, is it my go-to style? It's part of my aesthetic. It's part of who I am. No, I will not go real locks. And about two years ago, I was taking headshots for my LinkedIn because I wanted to look like a, a human and I am not going to be on people's LinkedIn with a Facebook profile picture. And I obviously had in four locks. And I remember somebody asking me if I'm going to actually post that picture with the four locks in my head if I don't think that that will deter people from reaching out to me for a job because the, it still carries the stereotype and obviously LinkedIn is going to be advertised to um, people globally. So not many people want to hire the black girl with locks. And I was like, what do you, what? I, I get it because it is a thing, but it also didn't stop me from posting it because I, I felt like if I conformed to something like that, it was retarded. What is that to really tell somebody? And I think that that has actually hindered people in getting jobs before because people like to tell you that natural hair is unprofessional and that's been a, a thing and obviously made up by white people like even if you go on google right now and you type in unprofessional hairstyles you are going to see star images of black people with their hair uncombed and then if you google professional hairstyles you are going to see becca with her hair in a swoop bang and a bun and it's just like what it, who even determines this like if, if i decide to come to work with a twist though i still I can still do the job. They very much so I can still do the job. So what is this really about? It has always baffled me how people could be offended by the way that your hair literally grows out of your scalp. I just... Uh, uh, you know what it is? It's fake I just oppression because their hair can't stand up and it is a tool of oppression to make you feel subpar. That's all it is. Them can't get cornrows. So they were upset. So they said, you know what? We're going to make you feel like cornrows is bad and ugly. And they succeeded, but we are here to say fuck and fuck that. So number two, and let's not, hopefully we don't spend too long on this one because we got nine others to go through. So number two, I wonder if this person is open to dating black people. Have you ever experienced that? I personally don't. I like niggas, like niggas, niggas. And I find that most niggas, niggas like black women anyway. So I've actually never asked. And then because Barbados is predominantly black, like if you really and truly don't date black 
black women who you who you gonna date so i've dated outside my race once he's not white he is um mix of tight and i can't remember what his other parent is but um, i remember this he all yeah let's not but um <laughs> what i would have experienced is going to queen's college and having you know some white friends or whatever those those who did care to mix and there were there were a few of them um people people online have spoken about terrible experiences at schools like qc where white and black didn't mix but for the most part i find i didn't i didn't experience i'm not invalidating anybody's experience but that was a main and having a crush on like a little white boy because you know they're they could be cute and thinking yeah but ain't ever gonna happen and not because you know i wasn't cute enough or funny enough or we didn't interact but literally thinking because he's white i get you i i i understand i just that's really actually never um an emotion that I have really experienced because like I said, I don't, I am not attracted to people outside my race. I'm really not. Three, how did I just become the voice of all black people in this room? Forced to answer questions related to stereotypical questions about the aspects of black culture. Well, again, I'm self-employed. I generally don't have those kind of like issues in like a workplace or anything. What I would say. So you've never been to like, you've never been on like a job or like on a shoot. And then a lot of people just turn to you for your expertise as, as the black girl. Not that I can recall what happened to me. Like I said, it went in before we answered the question. Yeah. The first question about the hair is that then when I used to work in the Caucasian salon, I guess, yeah, that would have been it. Okay, yeah. Where it was like this fascination with all things nigger, like look at the monkey jumping from tree. It was such a weird, like I was on display or something. Yeah, never asked me like that, but like I said, I was 18 or 19. I can't remember exactly what it was. <laughs> like for me, I spent a lot of time like really just trying to hold on and not cuss everybody and like fuck everything in the my business. So I can't remember like details of it, but also then there are times when, it, okay, the last situation that I was in where I was um, in the presence of some Caucasian people where the conversation, I cannot remember what the conversation was about. And somebody said something and I said something about Egypt and everybody turns to me like, what? the nigger went to egypt and it's funny as hell because you like, have to y- y'all stop know saying that and word like because that oh that is God. how i'm imagining that the flocks are going and i like i i used to tiptoe around no like you we used to be uncomfortable we used to be uncomfortable olivia about really facing what is going on but no every time there's an interaction and i really think about it i i have to be very real about the fact that these are the way that you know, yeah, we want to be like them, them and us, but they think it's like, oh my god, the little black. Right, let me not, let me not say nigger. The little black girl went to Egypt, and it was funny because it was like, yeah, Egypt is literally in Africa. We're but okay, cool. And like then after that, one of the clients at the place became like super fascinated with like everything that I said and did. It was like, okay, well, we we realized that she was maybe well spoken, but like like she gets around so then all of a sudden she started talking to me she asked me like where you want to travel to next and this is before um miss corona so you know we were probably thinking about like thailand or whatever and it was and then she was all like this advice and she's like surprised that you got money yeah she was like you, you I mean, could go say 
yeah she was like you absolutely have to do this and i was like this is weird because i've been here for like literally 48 hours and it was all these other people in here and you never i could tell that you ain't ever had a conversation with any of these other girls like this but all of a sudden it's like oh my god culture nigger yay it, like, i'm so sick of you i have and i don't i feel it in a workplace setting again that's it's difficult in a sense to answer because again predominantly black but still two puffs away from slavery so I find that sometimes people turn to me to ask me certain questions about people, younger people in, in my age range, my demographic, that type of thing, as if I can speak for everybody, if that makes sense. So it's like, so what do you want? And so what, like the same thing from earlier when it was like, well, corporate sends out emails and it's like, so what can we do? And it's just like, so you're going to come to me and ask me this question to think that I have the answers for all black people. That, that don't, that don't make no sense, love. And I would rather not be the person that you come to. Yes, I could give you my perspective, but then it shouldn't be a situation where every time you want to know what black people think you come into me, if that makes sense. And I find that that's a very precarious position that a lot of people are placed in, especially when they work with, when they work in organizations that are predominantly white, like you already told come black. So anytime you want to know, so like sometimes people will even come to you and, oh, like, like I said, two puffs away from slavery, all the people, whatever, whatever, they still have the, these ideas. I would sometimes be at work or in other situations. And then like people would come to me and ask me, so like, was the cruise to get to this weekend? And I just be like, I, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. I was like, oh, so what are you, what are you doing this weekend? Sorry. Working, washing clothes. <laughs> like I have a business, like maybe doing some, yo- maybe doing some yoga, you know, sleeping, having a rest. Oh, I didn't know that you used to do yoga. I didn't know that you used to, you know, da 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 da. And it's like, so the fuck you think I am? Like a young black girl that all I know how to do is go on a cruise and woke up. Like, I mean, yeah, but make make it make sense. Anywho, number four. Why am I being treated as though I got this opportunity because of affirmative action? Because you did. You gotta have. You gotta have the one nigga to satisfy the rest of the niggers. I didn't want to be this. I did not I didn't want to become this person, but like I am so fed up, right? Like I do not even care. You know how I, I li- we literally opened up with me saying, Would you rather offend your white friends or bear your black friends? And I am a I'd rather offend my white friends. That's where I am today. And it's not even about white friends. I don't even have that many. Not for any party. I was about to say that I don't no, you're saying not for any particular reason. I think that I have intentionally not befriended white people because I smell shit from from jump. I I know a couple of them. Most of them through work, and that is work relations. I do not have no white friends that gonna come over to my house and and drink tea with me and stuff like that. And this might sound really bad, but I just feel like a lot of white people are inherently racist. One of my best friends is white. 
she does not necessarily she does i know for a fact she does not see herself or consider herself to be the typical Bajor white person and mm-hmm. i know that people get offended by that kind of thing as in like white white people that can't just be white and let that be it but it's not from is she's not like that in that way her experience has been different to the average white person yes she obviously you know they all know each other whatever that's that like like you used to be i used to be afraid to say she's still i experienced she still experiences but privilege because she's white. Because she's white, and she acknowledges this. But she also has experienced things from early where, with other white people where they have said and done things that have disgusted her, and she has basically made an effort to make sure that she's not that person. And we have been friends for... Which is great. Right. We have been friends. We are both the same age. We've been friends now, I'm going to say, for 15, 16 years, and... I feel confident, can't swear for nobody, but I feel confident that this is not an issue that she I don't be calling you no nigga when you is I mean in terms of she's somebody that I would say is genuinely open minded. If I said to her, Listen, you said XYZ, you did XYD or or I had such and such experience, we can talk about it and she will not try to be like, but you know and mm, and niggers and but what did you do that expert no she she's the person yeah, gotcha because because people even black people love to explain away why certain things are the way they are why, and yeah. the answer is no like we are at the point now where it's, it's not okay none of it is okay like, there is nothing what, does not what was the reason nothing none. except that i have melanin in my skin like it doesn't even that the shit does not even make any sense but anyway i don't even know what we're talking about right now <laughs> Sorry. It was why am I being treated as though I got this opportunity based off affirmative action? And I was say, circling back and saying that for you, that's kind of relative to the first scenario that you gave because it's like you got the job to be the token black to say that you have reached your diversity quota. Right. And this man was for me. can get over that shit, but anyway. Madam, all the noises. Um, I don't think off top that I have experienced this, but I probably have. I just ensure where and when in my life. But we'll move on to number five. My sister said... So you have... Wait, wait. wait. My sister uh-huh. said that when she interviewed for the job that she um, had recently, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. she was told after she got the job that the owner of the company who who is white said to whoever it was that I guess was the hiring manager that um yeah hire the girl with the with the long nails. And I mean yay that's <laughs> the job but also it's like that is what you took from it. Yeah. To, yeah. Actually, to actually say it because there's certain things like you can come in front of me and they can notice things about you but if I was to say if somebody came to me and I wanted to tell you a story I mean unless we specifically being shady I would not say the girl with the long nails not in, a, not in no, a business setting and to me that told me everything I need to know but anyway continue yeah so number five is Google's how are black people treated in insert country and want to travel to and that's something that I do 
all the time because as an avid girl vote, eh? you can't sure. be going everywhere. And then not only am I black, but I am a woman, just in case y'all didn't um, figure that out by now. That is um, another level. So, so I have to Google how are women treated, how are black people treated, and then put both of those together. And sometimes that shit to make you not want to go outside. Yep. No more. Because I mean, we, we had a shared a experience, basically. And I wouldn't say that we had a terrible experience, but we definitely would have noticed some things. And we would have talked about that in our very first episode, Burbubbly. Yeah, Burbubbly. Egypt was very eye-opening. And it's not that I didn't know, obviously. Because I'm not one of these people yeah, but, that, you know, but it's not, but you see that Egypt that is still people. not, Egypt is still not like, it's still not bad to me because it's, there are some countries that I have read about and they're like, yeah, it's cute to go, but if you want to go, and I like to travel by myself, like I don't really do the whole group trip stuff. And it's almost like if you are going and you're literally going alone and you're not traveling in a group of people, we advise that you, you don't a, don't go. <laughs> but if you must, here are the areas that you can visit and be there a bit comfortably. Um, I I not call nobody country name. Yeah, no. Yeah, flag just just yet. But there are a good couple of places where just say, yeah, girl. If you're a black woman, don't go to this place because you might they, they might not find you, and they you 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 don't want that smoke. You don't want them problems. You quiet again? Are you still with us? I'm still here. I just I'm, I just okay. so much. Number six. Number number six. Should I even purchase from this store anymore while this worker keeps following me and treating me like a criminal for shopping? I just walk out the store. Pick me. Pick me, ma'am. Me, teacher. <laughs> me. So I, <laughs> where we get real <laughs> I was the dance around the topic queen. I just am over it. I used to work in Lime Grove. Imagine that I am an employee in the same general building of your raggedy ass overpriced store. Like, I can't escape. Selling cloth bags. I literally cannot. I mean, I could steal from in here, but where am I going? Downstairs? Like, <laughs> why are but you being... the funny thing is, right, is that the, the thing, the funny, funny, funny thing about all of this is that the Caucasians probably boost from stores a lot more than black people do, but you so busy walking up and down the aisle behind me. You're not even seeing what they're doing. And when they, were, when they had all the looting and stuff like that, again, like how we speak about how racism is systemic and stuff like that. When they had all the looting and they were showing footages on the television, there was a white woman looting in a store. And the news reporter was like, oh, maybe we hope that she is an employee and she has come to clean up. Or maybe yeah, she's trying, she to trying to take up stuff to keep. Like, not stop them. The woman was literally picking up shit and walking up the store, and they're like, maybe she's trying to keep stuff safe or something. Maybe she's an employee. I said, Kel Larasso. Like, what even? Like that shit don't make no sense. And again, that speaks to how people want to 
like white people are always deemed good and they're always seen like these saviors and stuff like that. But if it was a black girl, they'd be like, Oh my god, how could she do that? This is such a um a disgrace to the Black Lives Matter movement and stuff like that. And I had some friends that were actually protesting. That like it um I had lots and lots of feelings. I'm very glad that everybody is safe. But like because they're there and they're like on the ground, they can like tell you about all the shit that's like actually happening versus what's being reported in the media and stuff like that. And the majority of the looting was started by white people and undercover cops. And it's just like you get in and saying that it's the people protesting and it's not. Looters will loot and protesters are protesting like it's very seldom that the two groups the people like are overlap. Still protesting, but the, the media has moved on. Right, so you're trying to make it seem like if everybody is also using Black Lives Matter as an excuse to steal. No, when you say A, you gotta say B. I am for it all. If you're breaking into the yeah, stores and you're stealing the shit from all of these people, same. I was gonna run through Target like it was Christmas. You get a lamp, you get a lamp, everybody get a lamp. Like, I was going to run up, down, and through that bitch like it was wrong for your money. However, comma, I think people are trying to conflate both of them and to bring the protesting under a negative light, and that's not it. Wait, sorry. Pin. Put a pin in it. What you said earlier about the fact that there's nothing to do and that is why this thing has blown up like this, there's also the fact that, because like I said, I would have been looting. The majority of people affected by COVID in the States would obviously have been the poor Blacks. I mean, obviously, the, the numbers-wise, there are obviously more poor white people. But I'm saying there was definitely a disparity in the way that, that COVID was affected. People of, color, people, people of color have been severely affected by COVID as well, especially in like cities like New York. That's so if we like all, million we people. And then it's like... And we busting down Tahitiana or whatever. All right. That's all right. Now, I was, like I said earlier, burn it to the ground. Burn it to the ground. But I have definitely experienced that, especially here in Barbados. Sometimes even be in the hair store. And people be walking out and down behind me in the hair store asking me if I need help. And sometimes I really want to get the share button and I just put it on and leave. Yep. Because, ma'am, what, what you think I come in here to steal? Like, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. The, the iron in the of my life is how literally one month I went into a store and was followed around and that kind of thing. And then I was working there maybe the following two, three months. And it was the funniest thing ever because the, the same lady that followed me around when I became an employee, didn't even know who the fuck I was. Like, she, that is so, like, the, the normal shit for her that she would never mm-hmm. be looking at. So, that's that girl. Because that's what no, she does. No, as long as, as long as you're black you, and you come in the store, you ain't got no money and you're looking to steal. Are just general, even if, I'm not going to say that everybody thinks that you're even going to steal. It's just generally, like, where are you in here? To buy stuff, ma'am. To buy things. That's what I'm and here there, to do. There's so much of that in Barbados. There was somebody on Twitter talking about how him and his friends love to go into, you know, in quotation marks, white spaces and make people uncomfortable. So, like, like I'm always on the fence. It's like, 
do I want to prove to these people, not prove, do I want to just go there because I want to eat this, whatever, and just eat it and make people uncomfortable and leave? Or do I want to not give these people my money? And I, again, like how I said earlier, I don't, I don't really seek out with friends. I don't go to places where I feel like I don't fit in. Or if I know that I am not your target demographic or whatever, I'm not going. Like, everybody left to go to Lacaban. Gonna call the name. Don't care. And, yeah, it gives you that vibe where it's just like, all right, if you're too dark, we don't want you. And I think that they got a lot of people that have been rushing to go to be like, ah, like I went. And, again, as you said, I was probably in this white space and it made the people feel uncomfortable because look at me, I black and they got money. Bitch, don't care. They're going to take your money and they still don't fucking want you there. So why are you going to spend your money there for? Like, that don't make no sense. If I know that you don't want me, I'm not going. Simple as that. Before I'm Nikki being shut down. Before Nikki Beach shut down, I I've heard stories of people going there and the the reception was not the same for everybody. So if I could who the fuck is calling me? Who is calling me? Why is somebody calling me? Why your phone not on silent bitch? Sorry. Cause nobody don't call me. Yeah, sure. Is she was, Amy? So who do you have? I don't know. At 20 minutes to 9 on a Sunday night, this person is very bold and it's not a number that's saved in my cellular device. The rudity. Somebody probably won't come to me as a woman. Huh? I said, hold on, you're a podcast. Who's this? I don't know whoever number is that calling you, whoever unsaved number. I don't, I don't talk to no niggas. If you am um, at least six foot and big and dark and got a beard and got money and have all of your teeth, feel free to land in my DMs. I live for him so longer and longer. Since when they got, got all, how many teeth got? 32, 36, 40? How many teeth got? I have no, I, I have no <laughs> idea. As long as you got all of them and they're clean. <laughs> you asked But much. yeah. I, I feel so. Where was I going with this? Oh, Nikki Beach. I know some people went and they were like, I had a grand time. And then other people were like, yeah, nah, I know. I went and it was like, my white friends got him for free. And then they told me that I had to pay a couple of charge to get inside and all this back and forth, back and forth. And then on top of that, you also had um, the prices for in there were hot as shit anyway for drinks. And I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to go down there to see if I'm going to be racially profiled just so that I could prove a point. I heard it and I was like, yeah, nah. But also when I checked the, um, the Instagram page, you can see that they were not catering to me. Everybody there looked like a caramel latte and back down. I am coffee colored with a oomph of milk. So that let me know everything I need to know. I wasn't rushing to go down there to be like, look, I made it. I'm not doing that. And I think that everybody should follow suit. If you know that a space does not want you, don't go in it to cause disturbance. Keep the fuck away. I Give them what they too. want. Don't go. Hmm? I, I am always torn between do we want acceptance or do we just want to be fucking left alone? But then at the same time, we always have to remember that, well, in the US at least, when black people said, okay, y'all don't want us here, let's do our own thing, the white people burnt then it. Then they the burn it, burnt it to the ground because it's like, and that's the thing, that's 
is like you can't have nothing. If you are doing good for yourself, they do not want to see that. They don't want to see that. You always gonna be handsome. Being handsome and bright is what they like to see. Number of people can be doing too good because then they can encourage the rest of the niggas to try to do things, and we can't have that. But there, I feel like ultimately we are being oppressed because the day that all of us decide to band together and ask for reparations, like what's happening right now, we're going to burn this shit to the ground and they're terrified of that. Anyhow, next, next well, um, then question. would be the next question that's oh. being asked. So I'm going to, I guess, leave this, which is mm-hmm. that basically then the rhetoric of the angry black person was started so that you don't want to seem like, oh no, I doing too much or I, I speaking yep. up or whatever. Being complacent. Yeah. That's like that that is not the agenda that, that they want us to have. Well I I would not say I, I mean I, I was everybody else was black, but I was definitely that person in an organization I worked in. And I remember it from the very beginning when I started the job, the day that I literally began the job, one of the other girls was going on vacation and she, I remember her saying, see y'all in, let me not lie. She may have said eight days or something like that. I can't remember the Amoha time. Anyway, so a couple of days gone and I said, wait, but she said X, Y, Z, Amoha days. How come she only gets so much days vacation? And then the manager or somebody proceeded to explain to me that because the job was part-time in quotation marks, which is another story for another time, but that bullshit, the job is part-time that you, that you only get a certain amount of days um, depending on the hours that you work or whatever vacation. So my mother literally works in HR. So I remember calling her and I was like, Hills, I got a little question. <laughs> they're not making no sense love. and my mother said no as long as you work somewhere for a year you are legally entitled to 15 vacation days which is hey. the five work days and then obviously the weekends and anybody holidays in there don't count or whatever and I was like okay so I said well today is XYZ day the start of my employment here when that year comes around and these people look at me and tell me about eight days or however the fuck ever. The law, the labor law office or whatever, and I will become the best of friends. And that was me in that job for the entire three years I was there. Anytime that anybody in there looked at me and I didn't like how I felt. But you say you managed, to stay, you managed to stay long because I know that there are some places that if you challenge that, then would have send your ass home. So yeah. Yeah, if you don't like so, you so can't from, leave. from that perspective, I was the angry black woman in that place because the company actually is owned by um, non-black people and and um, foreigners at that who basically behave like Barbados does not have labor laws. They tried some shit, and because again, that's exactly what my mother does. Every time something happened, I went, I literally went in there and like shake it up though because the girls that I went in there and found in there just used to take whatever they used to be there like eh, nah. Because, but and and again, it's like people will tell you things. This, I I I tore that line as well, because sometimes things are said and they don't make no sense. And like I said, I question stuff. And 
yeah, sometimes you'll be in like your little groups or whatever, and you'll be complaining about certain things. So like if something happens at work and people complaining about it, they don't like it, they don't like it. And then when it's time to actually speak up about it, people always go mute because they like, oh, I want to keep my job. And there are several times where I've had, I've said certain things in, in conversations and I'm told, well, I can't say that. And it's like, why? Well, because it don't look good or it might not sound good and stuff like that. And there, I've gone to the point where I feel like if I, I shouldn't bother because I don't want to be, as I said, deemed as the angry black person. And I also find that when you complain about things too much, then people just start to dismiss you. Yep. So it's like, I don't want to be the person that every time they do shit, I am the person to call it out. Because then eventually it's just going to be like, oh, here she go again talking. We could just ignore her or whatever. And that's very unfortunate. But that's how you are treated, especially in the corporate world. The love to tell you that. And especially if you are a businesswoman. Yep. This is not the behavior of a businesswoman. But men are literally allowed to come to work and throw fucking tantrums and hissy fits. And then they talk about how I all look at him. He's so passionate. Right. Like it's a hot it, it is a hot ass mess. It is a hot ass mess. Um, I think we would have touched on number eight already, where it asks if am I the token black friend used to prove they aren't racist? I don't keep Caucasian friends. I have I have one one acquaintance. Cause like we cool, but I don't talk to her every day. I don't even talk to her like every three months, but she's a cool person. If I want to go and stay with her right now, I could. She cool people, but and like if we take pictures and throw up deuces and stuff like that online to be like, look at me, I got a black friend. I I don't have that. So there's that. You said your best friend is Caucasian, but she really shits. So I don't think that this is applicable here. I always wondered about, I think that, about that in school. Again, mm-hmm. um, generally, in my year especially, I find that the, the mix-up was fine. But then I sometimes wondered, like, is this charity? You know? Like, are they... But do you speak to... Do you do you speak to any of them right now? Um, Some, yeah. But mostly, <laughs> they've left the country or whatever. Because, you know, literally, white people disappear out of the country after school. Yeah, but my thing is, you would know if you was a token black. Because if... if all it takes is for like a little distance and that's it. Then you, you already knew where you stood. I, I don't think I, like I said, I don't really, I don't, I don't fraternize with the enemy. So (laughs) I, I don't really, I only have that question. Number nine, where are the history books of my ancestors prior to slavery? Lost and gone with the wind, to be honest. I, I don't um, I don't think that people understand the psychological you know to, to be a whole tap the psychological warfare of of slavery and racism literally an entire history of a people and various peoples the various black people from wherever they took they it from erased and it was not an accident. It wasn't just like, oh shit, well, we picked it them up. It was on purpose. So you don't, so you don't know them. your true... I feel like I put him on my whole type hat. But it's so yep. you don't know your true power and your true value and to know that. Like, I find... That you came again, from somewhere. This whole, 
this whole movement also has been opening my eyes a bit more to how raggedy slavery really and truly was. Because yeah. even when you read history books, is it like, oh Christopher Columbus? You know, he was trying to find India, but then he found and discovered this bitch can read a map. If he being honest, he didn't know where the fuck he was going. He did. He could not read a map and he butt up on the wrong place and then decided to wreak havoc on people. And it's almost like, oh, he came and he saw the people and the people were nice and he decided, I'm going to call y'all Barbados. <laughs> anyway, off to my next country. See y'all guys later. Love y'all. Y'all are so wonderful. Like, even in illustrations and books, when you see slaves, they everybody's be chilling under the tree, whistling and laughing and having a blast. And then it's got a couple of men in the field, like, picking cane and picking cotton. Literally. And it's almost seems like if it's just... But and it's almost make it seem like it, like slavery was bad, but it wasn't that bad. I, like... Like, I, I, I always romanticized, like... Yeah. I, I was obsessed with slavery. I still am. I was obsessed with slavery. Like I would watch all the movies and stuff and I would have all of these dreams and I would have all of these like daydreams and musings about, about slavery and just wonder like, like, like for real, like what that shit was like, because I would be watching it and I would be saying, well, I mean, obviously, you know, the man telling he that he named Toby and he telling the man that he named Kunta Kinte and you're crying because you know, that part sucks. But at the same time, like it's at the end of the day, it's still a movie and then you move on. But I never, I could never move on. I always just be wondering, or right, yeah, that looked bad and it was bad for the movie. But at the end of the day, like it still was not as bad as it actually but was. Even, but, it, but that's what I'm saying. Even in movies, it's still, they only still show you what is palatable to an extent. Yeah. Like, there was this there was this thread on Twitter speaking about some um some slave master lady in New Orleans and they were talking about all the shit that she used to do to her slaves. It was to the point that people didn't even know she still had slaves and she used to keep them in the attic and she used to like pull off their extremities and then like put them on other parts of their body. They had holes in their head that they briefly mentioned in American Horror Story. Yeah, but I didn't know about the American Horror Story thing, but her. And I was just like, what the fuck? And even from that, like, stuff like that, I don't, I can't even begin to grasp or imagine what the hell that is, is honestly like. Like, it, it is, because we've been fed so much bullshit, it almost seems surreal. Like, you being taken away from your family. Like, this ain't even on some ice shit. Like, you will wake up one morning and somebody just come and, like, snatch you up and that's the end of you and that and you don't know if the person is living, dead. You get fired. Like I I said, I was obsessed. I did all the research. They would literally come and take up your baby and feed it to an alligator. Not their pet alligator or crocodile that they had that needed feeding, which would be horrific enough. But just because it's like, nah, just throw the nigga baby in the swamp. Because we can. But you saw you saw the other things about the Congo where the Belgian soldiers used to eat eat slave children. Yeah. I was like, and this was sixty five years ago, yeah? Or fifty five years ago. So that's somebody granny. That is literally somebody's granny. My father is in his seventies and lives in the States. Like he can tell you. 
and so when people want to get on like oh it was so long ago y'all need to get rid of it no it was last no it week. was not it does what i'm saying and as you said that's your father if he lived through it bless his heart that he he tried to make a change but he could have come and and instill all of that shit in you and then what kind of woman you will be like today still living you understand what I mean? Like that was literally yesterday. So you have a little black girl in a cage and these two like nine year olds stand up on the outside of, of the cage looking at her like she's a bird or something like that and is in black and white to make you feel like it was before cameras existed. So somebody had to draw the picture. And that was 50 years ago, 50, 60 years ago. That is somebody's grandmother. What do you think they taught their child? And then what do you think their children taught basically our friends? Because that's what it is. People in our age group. And then like you you might you might have enough common sense to know that you cannot come outside and be like outright racist because technically it's not good, but it's still in you. And then that's still like a fight within you because you are, I guess, as a white person who is not racist or who is trying to not be racist is almost like you got to get to that point where you got to fuck your family. And that's not going to happen. I. <sighs> oh, so it's just it's so much. I used to always make the joke that if I was scientifically inclined, I would literally study there was a time where there was a school of thought that black people, some part of their brain, I can't remember the names of the different parts of the brain, the medulla and all that kind of shit, that our brains are um, made up differently and that there's a part of our brain that the it, the, the part where, where submission is in the brain are, is bigger in black people. Bunch of bullshit. But I am convinced that audacity is... But that's not that's not bullshit because trauma is literally passed down. Not trauma. People... Not trauma. They literally were no, trying to it... say that like something like submission. That's the, I understand. No, I trust me. I understand what you're saying. We we hippy dippy. But they were really trying to convince us that we are supposed to be slaves because our brain. Oh no! Oh no! 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 I'm saying that oh, no. if, I, if I was a oh, slave, no. I would dedicate my life to proving that audacity. Is something quantifiable and that in white people that audacity the, the part where where audacity is produced is bigger than in everybody else <laughs> the shit doesn't and they would think every, but that but <laughs> that's privilege and they think that that is all right i mean number 10 asked us about if we think it's um if it will do more harm to call nah, the police please. to help Fuck right so everywhere. that's in, <laughs> in america everywhere 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 but here ends that morning read that that morning's lesson circling back to what you were saying just now where say you have all this privilege you have access to your history all this good wonderful just that's honestly what i feel like we are at this place where we we do not need to teach white people anything One so i find that i find that a lot of white people feign ignorance you know, I so that they can say the stupid shit. No, they do because this they say the things right. They say the things that they want to say and then hope that a couple people write with it. And then when people don't write with it and they get the backlash, then they come out the next morning talking about how old they are sorry, like um seahorse <sighs> and the all lives matter posts on Instagram. 
where she said, you know, whatever bullshit she said. And I was, I literally tweeted the night before. I was like, watch her come out tomorrow morning and say, oh, she is so sorry. And she did not know. And she needed to be educated. And like clock fucking work the next morning. That was what the post was saying. And it's like, nah, hun, if you want to be a racist, at least stand on your own. Standing your bullshit. That's how I feel about it. Standing your shit. Because you cannot use being uneducated or miseducated or whatever as as a crux for your cunt. But you know why they you can't knew do it what now? You were getting into because two things. I love the internet is free. That I love these two these two phrases. I am not your Negro one and we are not our grandparents. Because back in the day she could say whatever fuck she wanted to say and we would not be able to do shit about it. But no but you know what but, but now they say A gotta say B because because our ancestors still used to fuck shit up if everybody used to sit down and, and 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 take it. True. So it's but, like but, no, it's but we're at a point where if Seabiscuit stood in front of me and said some all lives matter shit, well, not actually specifically all lives matter, but was behaving like an idiot, I I would probably punch her in twenty twenty. I think no, I think the difference is because of bless the internet, more people are. Like you do not have the excuse of not being able to be educated. And then people are also able to see your shit in real time. So you might catch the hands in real life or you might catch internet hands, but people are being exposed. So like we get, we get to see everybody in their true glory and their true essence and their true self. Like I said, it's a willful ignorance, especially in a climate like this, you could not go anywhere on the internet, anywhere on the internet without seeing Black Lives Matter and a whole set of 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 information. People even created websites where it was just like a whole set of links, I think on Linktree or something like that, where it's like, here's where you can donate to, here's where you can learn about Breonna Taylor, here's where you can learn about George Floyd, here's where you can learn about Ahmaud Arbery, here's where you can learn about this. What to do as a person of um, a person of color? What you could do as a white person? How to use your privilege? There, there's literally a site that you can go to. If you go to We Michelle's Instagram, you click the link in her bio. All of that shit will pop up. Like it's, it's concise and it's in one place for you to learn everything you need to learn. So then coming and telling me that you didn't know and you now need to be educated—that's a slap in the face, and I should really slap you back. Because you don't want to learn. Furthermore, I just, I mean, I always late to the party, but I definitely have reached the point of if I say all lives matter, black lives matter, sorry, and your response is all lives matter, you are literally being willfully ignorant. Black people are not out here saying fuck everybody. I mean, even though we, we would have the right, but black people are not here saying fuck everybody. Black people are saying, I want to get up tomorrow morning and I want to bake some bread for my child and give them some water and read a book and live. And that is it. And when you say shit like, yes, but all lives matter, you are literally saying no. And it is not up for a debate. And this is why I literally am not going to be educating anybody because you are literally looking exactly. at a nigger in the face and saying no. And I can't understand how because people cannot I, see that. I don't understand why it's a, it's a debate. Like why, is, like, why are we arguing on the internet about why racism is bad? And I, I, racism is bad, but... Ask, and then, like, what is the but? What the fuck is the? I just I can't wrap my head around it. Like, 
I gone from like I I I've, I've had a full circle of emotions. I was hurt and then I was angry and now I hurt again because I can't understand like how it is a debate. There is literally no but. It just it is too much, but I feel like just to close it off, I feel I I cannot find the exact quote, but it was um, along the lines of people who claim that they don't understand racism still know that they don't want to be black, and then that's everything you need to know about it. Because if being black was good, there wouldn't be an issue about walking in my shoes for a day or for a week. So all the people who have privilege that claim that they're so uneducated and all this jazz, if you don't want to switch places with me for a day, then you know exactly where the fuck it's a bad thing and why it needs to be abolished and what you need to do better and what you need to be a better person and what you need to open your mouth and use your privilege. Because at the end of the day, ending racism is not a black, is not a black fight. Yes, we have to mobilize, but True change will come when white people, the people who created this system, actually realize that this system is some bullshit and they effect the change. Because unfortunately, they're the ones with the privilege, the money, the, the access. So they have to do it. They have to be on the front line. We can all mobilize and, and you know, create paths and stuff like that and try to help one another. But true change will come when white people decide that enough is enough and that they do it. As that's truly how I feel about it. We can only do but so much. Yes, true. But all the Caucasians have to come together and decide, well, the non-racist Caucasians have to come together and put their money where their mouth is and open their purse, uh, among other things, if we are really going to get or see true change in this lifetime, to be honest. Any closing words for the girls? <sighs> That's your Burn it <laughs> to the fucking ground. Dracari. Burn it. Mom, <laughs> you're a hot mess. But yes, that is, that is, it's a, it's been a bit of a ramble, but we still felt like we needed to come and, and say something and get the discussion going a bit more. Um, I will post, we could post the, slide thing in my jigs on hashtag balance so you guys can answer the questions yourself we can have a wonderful discussion on twitter um just do not discuss anything with me if you think that racism does not exist or it's not a problem in barbados because all i will have for you is the block button um and yes thank you guys for listening to this very long wait episode. i have one more thought i'm sorry I, I mm-hmm. think it's so interesting how essentially hashtag balance has been derailed because we had all of these plans about the things that we wanted to talk about, about being COVID said, fuck you and fuck your feelings and then being and that kind of thing. But, but the long and short the story is everything that we were planning to talk about centers around what is going on right now. This is very true. Like, like we, we was going to talk directly, about directly, but still generational curses wealth yeah. you know hurt anything anything that we could have possibly talked about 
is literally all tied into this. Like, so like, while we have been derailed topic wise, technically, like we still, uh, we still on track. We still on track because anything that we can speak about, is going to come back to the fact that we are at a 400 year disadvantage in every aspect of existence. It's true. It is true. And patriarchy is still squeezing our necks as women. But yes. Oh. I didn't want to leave you guys hanging, like all the way hanging. We are still going to have a righteous moment. So if you want to cue the wind chimes anywhere around here, Dominic, chimmer, 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 chimmer. Oh, wow. <laughs> but um, we know that this has been a lot. Like a lot, 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 lot. I don't even want to say go to therapy because I feel that your therapist probably need therapy. Like it's, it's been a lot for everyone to handle. Um, I just want to say that you have to log off at least once a day, log off. And like, when I say log off, I don't mean just like close. Oh, Jesus, excuse close Twitter or Instagram. I mean, like log completely off and do something that is not digital at all. Whether it's like go outside and like, you know, go in your garden or something or stare at the sky or exercise without your phone, read an actual factual book, just get away from all forms of social media. And what's the other word I'm looking for? I'm really messing with words today. Just don't do anything digital. Don't even like Netflix. Don't watch TV. Nothing. I think that even like a little 30 minute, a little hour of that every day, just to fart and to, you know, get your mind off of everything that's happening is, is going to be good. It's very hard to practice self-care during times like this, honestly, because you're so overwhelmed and you feel like, you have to be logged in so you can be informed. But then when you're online and you're being informed, you're getting overwhelmed because it's just so fucking much. You got to take time to to step back. Um, I've started trying to log off again, like a little half an hour, even on the morning when I wake up, I would try to just lay in bed and think about happy things or stare at my ceiling or something. So for at least 15, 20 minutes, before I pick up my phone and I start scrolling, like little steps like that. I've not been on top of my affirmations at all. Like at all, at all, at all. I have not written in my jar of gratitude for like a month and a half. I have not journaled for like a month and a half. It's been a hot mess, but little steps, little steps, baby steps. So I'm starting with the little 20 minute brain fart when I wake up on the morning just to be centered i guess and i'm gonna try to start by saying my affirmations just to set the tone for the day and then go from there but you also don't want to spend too much time away from it because you still have to be there you still have to be informed you still have to share you can protest online you know you still have to share your stuff you know open your purse donate to you go fundmes the paypals all the above but when you are doing all these things you still have to make time to take care of yourself and that is all I have for you right now. Anything for the girls to do, KB? Um, same, but it really is important because at one point in time, even before all the protests and stuff, just the whole lockdown and COVID situation alone, it was really spiraling. 
Um, my sister would tell you that everybody here was like excited at me because they think that I was literally losing my mind. Um, I had so much on my mind. I'm self-employed and, you know, some health issues, that kind of thing. I was like, yeah, we all both today. And I was literally just ready to throw in the towel. But I definitely... Your heart- this when they message you and ask you what the fuck going on with you? Around, yeah, I mean, yeah. But logging off is definitely important. Um, people did message me and reach out and was like, you know, you kind of quiet. And I was like, you know, I just trying to like keep off the internet with all the bullshit or whatever. It would come on Twitter, especially and a kiki about some things. And then it would take a long break. And that's actually how Emory was born, essentially, because I was literally home eating my feelings. <laughs> but now, nah, other than eating, because I really, I don't even eat, funny enough, guys, I don't even eat half the things that I'm making. Um, but like, I just really enjoy cooking and we started a garden here and some other little projects. And I just found other ways to occupy my time, um, building some things, which y'all probably see in a couple of weeks, what I built and, you know, just little projects, just find ways to keep seeing and keep distracted. Well, not distracted because I don't find that distracting, being distracted is good. Just not that you focusing on the negative all the time, but still be aware because when we're not aware is when we can drop the ball and then when things can go back to normal and there was nothing good about the normal we just came from. That's the bottom line here. Like we cannot go back. We cannot go back. At all. That's I don't a, think we can. Especially not throwing yeah. the asses. Like honestly, we could talk about this forever. But like Let's say tomorrow, let's say something happened tomorrow and everybody said, you know, honestly, I tired of holding this fucking sign and I gain no home. How are we going to look into the faces of the people who came on the internet and talk shit? Really and truly, there are a bunch of people right now that are dead to me. I haven't actually blocked them yet, but I saw some shit going on when people were having discussions about like race and homosexuality and that kind of thing, like on our timelines, that have me like, oh, okay, well, thank you so much. You see, God, God loves me enough, and my third day has been hella open recently. Like, I've not been actually following any of those people to begin with, so I was just like, all right, cool. Been peeped the bullshit. Nah, I, I just see some shit. I saw some things from people that I was so disappointed that this is your take on it, honestly, because it's like. So this is how you feel about me because I decided to take everything personally. Because if you can come on and be like X Y Z, but not you, it's like but but I'm literally I literally fit that description. You mean me? They're like I'm not different. I'm not special. I'm I'm one of these people. That's how I feel about a lot of things nowadays. But anyway, hold your friends and oh, and last thing, hold your friends accountable. Don't. <laughs> just we I don't even want to go too far because we already talked too much. But every hold time. your friends, hold your friends accountable. And here is where we sign off. I want to thank you guys for listening to us and rocking with us and missing us. And hopefully we can get some decent mics so that we can continue to record remotely until we can go back outside properly. And keep us in your prayers because look, Cartel, we are not okay. Uh-huh. But like a phoenix, but like a phoenix, still we raise. I try to study. No, like yeast, like yeast, we raise because we bake breads. That's true. Huh? That's true. We try to study what the function should be. But honestly, I want to be real dramatic, and I know that y'all gonna be like, you know, KB what the fuck. But if Dominic can add 
8 minutes and 47 seconds of silence. It's 49. 9. Why do you say 47? So it, anyway, it's 8 minutes of silence. He's not going to do that because people can just start listening. I know. But like every time I think about it, because I actually did it, it was like, holy shit. It's it's a hell of a long time. But yes, we are rambling a fucking game. So thank you guys for listening. You could have cut off. You could have cut off at any point. Anytime. That's wonderful. You can play the words. The outro. I feel like my tongue lost a bit and that's probably why I'm fucking wrong with my words because I think that my tongue ain't getting any bit. I sound, I sound stupid to you? Not really, but you may need to get a shorter bar. My tiny bar short already is that my tongue lost that much because I ain't using it. Wow. I, I'm ready to figure out like what the outro song should be. But anyway, goodbye. Oh, yeah, toodles. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode. As per usual, use hashtag, hashtag balance on Twitter and will people look at, listen to this and put it on Instagram? Yes, just do that so we can follow the conversation. Don't forget to tag us in all of your tweets as well so that we can see what you guys are saying. This episode was recorded and produced by Robbie at Nameless Productions.